Welcome back to another episode of Moms and Martinis. Let me tell you, part one of setting the table, <laughs> let's just say it really got the conversation started. Once again, huge thank you to Casey, KK, and Calhoun for agreeing to have this important conversation about the emotional and mental baggage that we often take into relationships. Uh, And also thank you for such a spirited discussion about what we bring to the table. So listening to that episode, I'm going to ask you, who did you relate to most? Was it Calhoun? Was it Casey? Was it KK? Did any of you relate to me, Kira? (laughs) Or did you have just a totally different outlook and perspective on the topic? Right? That's a possibility. No matter what your perspective or outlook is on this, be sure to join in the conversation by following me on Twitter and Facebook at Moms and Martinis and on Instagram at Moms and Martinis Podcast. You can also send me an email at Moms and Martinis Podcast at gmail.com. This week in part two, we continue the conversation talking about standards and preference and all of these things that we uh, consider when selecting our partner. And just like before, you will not be disappointed in what uh, each guest had to say about this topic. I would also like to thank you in advance for your patience with the audio. There are a few moments where the quality is a bit distorted. However, we are doing our very best during this time of social distancing and not being able to record together in a studio. But before we begin, uh, let's get into the martini of the week. Now, because this continues to be a, a spicy topic, we are going to repeat the spicy porn star martini. So all of the ingredients and the instructions on how to make this sweet and spicy drink are located on my Instagram and Facebook. And you can also find the instructions at the beginning of setting the table part one episode. So if you haven't listened, stop what you're doing, go back and listen to that episode. You will not be disappointed. So let's make a toast. So here's to what curls your toes, moves your soul, and here's to setting the table with fork, knives, and bowls. Hey. (laughs) Okay, maybe, no? Okay. (laughs) Anyway, cheers. Okay. Now, hey, 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 hey. Wait, 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 wait. One second. This episode is not for kids, so you need to go ahead and put your earbuds or something like that in. Um, now, we do have some episodes that you can listen to with your children. Those episodes are called Mommy Moments. Otherwise, our topics are really raw and unfiltered. Anyway, let's get started on the episode. Welcome to Moms and Martinis. 
Here's where we discuss the obstacles of motherhood, love, careers, and the roller coaster called life. We are here to share our insights on different topics, all while enjoying our favorite adult sippy cup, a, a martini. martini. Why? Because life is always better with a martini. Shaken, not stirred. So welcome back to part two of setting the table. If you have not checked out last week's episode, please go ahead and do so. You can find us on all listening platforms at Moms and Martinis podcast. So last week we were joined by KK, Casey, Mr. Calhoun, and Darren of Digital Darren Podcast. As we talked about some of our baggages and things that we need to unpack as well as what we bring to the table, which leads us to part two. What are the standards and or preferences that we have in choosing our mate? Now that we understand our baggage, we understand what we bring to the table, what are we requiring of our partners? So do any of you have a list that you go by uh, when selecting the person that you're looking to be in a relationship with no i don't have a list i guess i at this point i have red flags that i refuse to ignore Mm -hmm. but i don't have a list that i go into a situation making sure everybody hits those marks so what are those three red flags flags. right (laughs) (laughs) um just our previous experience like i i do not tolerate people who talk to me crazy um you have to remain respectful even when we're arguing that is a big thing for me um also i guess it would be the again like i said before the ability to take care of yourself um before i was a a woman who was like i didn't need a man to to it doesn't matter you have to be able to take care of yourself um and kind of compliment me in terms of finances other than that, um, everything else is kind of, we can talk about. But those are the two things that I don't compromise on anymore. Mm, good. All right, who else? Do you have any um, non-negotiable red flags or lists that you you kind of look at in terms of dating and selecting the person that you want to uh, attempt a relationship with? Well, for me... I try to stay away from men with children only because, I mean, I don't have any children, but <laughs> only because of the baby, the baby mother aspect because of what I've gone through, you know, so I don't want to have to go through that trauma, but if they do have children, the child has to be, or children have to be above a certain age. What's that age? That age for me is like 10. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, by then y'all are settled in. Y'all know how each other operate. You know, you're is no blurred lines, no back and forth, no extra stuff like you know you might still be fooling with her on the side, or she trying to make your life hell because she's still mad at you and this this this. By the age of ten, I feel like you kind of got a clear pattern or a clear line of what you, what you are as far as co-parents or you know parents or whatever, and. Also, like the child has moved on, and you know it's in another relationship. So basically, the the mother of the child isn't making his life hell. Yeah. So, that 
one thing for me. Like, I can't. That's like, ugh. And also, I don't want him to have more than one kid because I feel like if it's more than one, especially in a certain tax bracket, what can he do for me? Because the first thing he's going to be like, oh, well, I'm doing this for my kid or I'm buying this for my kid or I, got, I can't take you out because I'm doing this for my – I can't. I can't deal with them types. I, I, uh-uh. They'd be like, so, I got a question, and this has come up with uh, several males that I know. Is that considered a standard or a preference? Because I know that we have certain standards set for the people in our lives. Um, and one of the guys that I um, follow and listen to was saying that there's a difference between standards and preference. So, is that a standard that you're setting? Like, this is the bar, the line, like the black and white. Or is that a preference that you have? I would say the preference is the no child. Mm -hmm. The standard is no more than one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Either none or no more than one is the standard for me. All right. So, Um, right. So, Calhoun, I'm going to throw it to you just because I know from personal experience that at one point you had a preference of dating women that uh, had not been married and did not have children. However, you end up in a long-term relationship with someone that was married and had children. So, Well, that's to the greatness of a woman that I ended up with. That's you. But I want to pause for a minute because I'm confused. Last week, when we were speaking with KK, she mentioned that she was bringing to the table, the exact table we were speaking of, was how she handles the children when you have children as a stepfather. We asked her to bring to the table, she was like, me and this. She was like, and how I treat the children. And now here we are saying, what are you thinking? She said, oh, I don't want no children. That was one of the things why he does all the working and she stay home just take care of the kids. So I'm That's just confused want a little bit of clarification, not much, just a tad of clarification. Because last okay. week it was how much of a great stepmom she is, and this week it was fuck them children. So I just want to just <laughs> She did not say that. A <laughs> bit of clarification. Literally, listeners, if you please, please listen and comment on this on this podcast <laughs> and hear you know, that bullshit. And I will, and I will. I love them kids. I do love the kids. I love the kids. And granted, I can take more than one or two. It all depends. Like it's a case by case basis. And now now we find out. Not only do you need not have children, but they need to be grown children if you do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want no no motherfuckers. The motherfuckers need to leave me able to goddamn drive. And they need to have me pass taxes and shit. I ain't with that little shit, though. So I'm just trying to get just a little bit of clarification. Let's let you I need just a little bit just to So here's the thing, right? The clarification is this. The preference, going back to preference and, you know, the standard. Right. The preference is no more than one, if you have any to begin with, no more than one. Um, and I'm willing to bend that to maybe two or three, depending upon your tax bracket. Because I and, and before you say, before you comment, here's the thing: I feel like men in certain tax brackets, things are handled a little differently in certain tax brackets. Let's be real. 
when you're in certain tax brackets, you don't deal with the same kind of shit that you deal with. So let's outline those tax brackets because a guy could be separated from the mother of their child and there is Mm -hmm. a certain percentage of their income that has to go towards child support. And that's what I'm assuming that you are alluding to. Mm -hmm. What would be the ideal uh, tax bracket that if a guy has children child would be the ideal tax bracket well how many children are we talking about more than two or one let's just say I mean, one let's do your first let's do one i'm just how much do you need to make well one. see if he has one he can have any tax bracket with one one is is different one can be any tax bracket because it's all you only got one kid you dealing with when it gets to multiples like two three two three because i'm not gonna do four but two three I mean, you got to be six figures or more straight up because, because you're not dealing with the same type of, like, if you're making less than that, let's be real. Well, this is, this is what I'll say is I am a mom of four. Uh, my oldest daughter, father did not provide financial support for quite some time. I don't, uh, you know, um, I think she was a teenager before I started receiving financial support for her. Um, but in terms of my ex-husband, I do have three children with him. He's not mm-hmm. one that has six figures. However, he provides steady, regular, consistent financial, emotional, and physical support for them. Mm-hmm. So, and he's now married, but he's not in the six-figure bracket. At least mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't count his check. But, right. Um, so for you're saying a guy like him and mm-hmm. we, said we have um a good working relationship but no like type of intimate or anything like that so a guy like him you would not even look his way absolutely not at all because i guarantee you his wife that he's married to it came with a lot of understanding a lot of now he does he spend a lot of quality time with his children does he is he the type to have them all the time or want to yeah he's a really good father they definitely active yeah i mean outside of this COVID 19 they are there every other weekend they are there every other holiday they are there every summer and they are there as needed when needed so it is a really good co-parenting relationship right so uh, for a right. guy, and in my opinion, although he was not a good husband to me, I think that what we have set up in terms of parenting is ideal. And mm-hmm. I don't think that it's drama. So if someone mm-hmm. was, even if he wasn't married, if someone was interested in him, and I know you talked about like the mom, I'm not giving him drama. I don't call him. I'm not on his line. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> are your kids, are all your kids over the age of at least seven? But you said 10. You said 10. Okay, but listen. Okay, right, so she, this is what I said. I'm, I'm not so 10. I have, I have a the, my youngest is nine and my oldest is 19. But what I okay. would say when we divorced, my kids were two, like they were little, <laughs> they were two years old, you know, <laughs> they were little. All of my kids, I literally had. Elementary, middle, and high school children. Like, for now, was it <laughs> was it, or has it always been just good from the beginning? How about we get to what you're asking? What you what you trying to get to? Me or KK? KK. She's asking several questions. 
No, she asked me like, how would I like dealing? Say for instance, I was dealing with her ex husband. I said for me, that would be a deal breaker, only because his wife. That's a lot of sacrifice on the wife's part. That's a lot of sacrifice because if you're sacrificing your time, your money, all of that is going into the children, which I respect that number. Let let, let me put that out there. I I, I couldn't even, I wouldn't even deal with a man if he's not in his child's life, period, because that shows the type of man you are, number one, but be an active part of your child's life. But I have been there in a relationship with the man who, oh, I can't, oh, let's cancel date night because I got to go do this. Oh, well, I can't afford to do this with you right now because I got to go and do this for my child or I got to. So to eliminate all of that, I choose to date a man without children. Or if he does have a child, it's a child above a certain age because dealing with a child at a younger age, you're nine out of 10. Not everybody's built like Casey and Kira. You know what I'm saying? They may not be those understanding mothers. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of women out here who have been, who's still in love with their, the father of their children, who still want to be with the father of their children, especially when they're younger, especially when it's their first child, period. Oh my God, those are the worst. You know what I mean? Be because they still want they want to have that family. They want to have that family mindset. I mean, excuse me, that family um that whole family situation going on. So I tend to stay away from those types. Casey, you got your hand raised. What's up, baby? Now I have a question. I get the baby mama drama part. I dealt with that with my husband with his he has a child that's um older than my children. Mm-hmm. My question to you is it sounds like you 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 not willing to have kids then at all because the time and the money that's required your life changes drastically when you have children even of your own. Right. So my I guess my advice to you would be not to have children. Period. Well, see, here's the thing. <laughs> at this age of thirty three, I will I will admit. I've won, I like when I was married, I, I entertained the thought of having a child, but at this age now, it's not like one of those situations where it's like, I feel like, Oh, I have to, I'm really at a point like it in my next serious relationship or, you know, I don't think I might be married, but my next serious, like if it's a life partner. We can have children. If we do, we do cool. If we don't, we don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It, at this but, point, it, it doesn't. It's not a make or break for me. I'm not one of those women like, "Ooh, I gotta have a kid. I gotta have a kid." That's not where the I. Reason, the reasons outside of financial that you and the baby mama drama that you've identified for not wanting to date a man with kids, those mm-hmm. same things happen with your own children. So date might date night may have to be canceled if a, if a kid gets sick. You know, there's right. an inconvenience of you know something happening at school, so now you gotta leave work. Children yeah. change your entire life. Exactly. So, I guess, as a mother, um, I would be concerned, not concerned if you had children, but just to uh, be uh, very clear that those same things that you're worried about dating somebody with kids, you will experience mm-hmm. when you have your own children. That's absolutely true. Now, if okay. I were to have children, oh, well, yeah, I might be become more understanding of it, but I plan on, my thing is, the next relationship that I'm in, if I do have children by the individual that's going to be an individual that I know that's going to be there. And, and of course, and I might, my, my whole perception might change, but right now with me not having any children, I can't fathom that. So that's why I choose to, because, because of the fact that I want 
uh, a man to be an active role in his child's life. I want if you're not if you're not doing the if you're not the baby daddy that you have Casey and that you have Kira, I wouldn't deal with a man like that. Hell no. If he wasn't active, if he wasn't paying his child support or if he wasn't being an active role in his children's life, fuck no. I'm not one of them yeah. women that would deal with that. But also to eliminate that because I know that takes a lot of sacrifice on the woman's part because that takes a lot of sacrifice from and that could be me being selfish and I and I admit that wholeheartedly. I want not my time. Good. To not attention. good. Not Shut good. Shut up, Calhoun. Period. I want my time. <laughs> attention i want my day nights i want my because i because that's the person i am so in order to eliminate that i rather date my my preference is a man without children the standard is no more than one but the preference is a man without children so we can eliminate that factor period and i wouldn't even have to go down that road because so he can give me that time and attention that i require Okay, so I'm going to pass it to Calhoun. Not saying that you share the exact same views as Kayla, but I do know that you've had some preferences in terms of dating a woman in terms of distance, body type, children, and um, marital status. However, you end up with someone that did not basically X all of those. So could you share your thoughts on the previous purposes that you have and if they are the same and how they evolved or how, you know, just give us your thoughts on that. So I do have some of those preferences I, I do. And I notice I'm, I'm, I'm a gracious guest on Moms and Martinis, and I really am. But I'm, I'm thinking of me and listen to the podcast when I listen to it. And I'll be thinking to myself, like, why didn't that nigga say this, that, and the other? So before I get into your I got to go back to KK. Yes, this is what, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Cause this is how you always want. This is how you want to win the relationship. But I got to go back to her ass because I can't get her ass with this bullshit. Everybody knows she said some real stuff last shit. Now, this is what I'm going on right now. I, I'm going to be real quick. Just give me one second. Just yes, one quick, we want it. Real quick. Just real quick. Just, I'm going to be quicker than a nut. This is all I'm saying right here. That's so full of shit. Now, the last goddamn episode, one of the things she was talking about when she was talking about how he needs to be the one provider, because I can tell you something right now. If both of us ain't got no kid in the house, your ass getting no work and putting money in these goddamn bills. I can say that right now. Ain't no reason for your ass to be in the house. Ain't nobody making no kind of mess if it's just two goddamn grown-ass adults. And you ain't about to sit here on your ass, watching TV, whatever the fuck you're doing, shopping online, and ain't no children in the goddamn house to take care of. That ain't what's going to happen. One. Two, she says, she says, if he does have to, he need to be making six figures. Newsflash. Motherfuckers in America making six figures between 10 and 20%. Not that much. You price yourself out the game. You price your pussy out the game. That's two. Three, no. That is a little bit of selfish. You can be selfish because you can't, you ain't got no children, but that is selfish. I don't want, in essence, this is what we saying. Let's do some decoding, okay? Because it's, uh-huh. and I like my date, and I, I want to be the center of attention. Me, 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 
ah, ah, ah. And if that nigga got anything that's beside me, because you can't justify that with a child involved, he can't be like, but you're right. in the hospital. And what she really want to say is, I don't give a fuck about them children. We said they ain't <laughs> in that motherfucking hospital. She can't go nowhere. I don't give a damn about little, little so-and-so play. Fuck that play. The little bitch can't even sing. I don't give a damn about the damn playing the basketball on Saturday night. I want to sleep in and go get brunch. And that nigga ain't even got no jump shot. Fuck them children. That's what you want to say. It's about me, 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 ah, ah. And this one reason why I'm a little better than us. Now, going back to preferences. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the shit. Y'all gonna let her live. Both y'all right here asking crucial questions, trying to give her a break, and she ain't even taking the hit. Well, let me say, here go Casey with her nice ass. Well, maybe children may not be in the cards. He can be with your ass. Well, you know, he's a good provider. Say what you gonna say. Bitch, cut that shit out. You're being too much. You're being selfish as a motherfucker. Cut it out. <laughs> we asked her the list. What you bring to the table? One thing she said she brings to the table being a good stepmom. How the hell you back here? <laughs> say no to that. No, <laughs> what are you things on the list? You said you ain't saying that. I'm a good stepmom. What if he I got children? We what if he got children? Fuck that. Most nigga got kids. That's what she said. Right. <laughs> and y'all sit here trying to let her live. Tell no. <laughs> Goddamn, hold her ass. Hey, well, you ain't shit. say for the record, you know, uh -huh. and I have your back. Good, you. and yeah, they did. Y'all ought to be shaming yourself for the bullshit. We understand that we have differences amongst each other, right. and yeah, that's what no, makes our friends. No, and then he's gonna still trying to gloss over that. bullshit. These are the damn says the best, and truth. the ass is the truth. That's the truth. Well, hold on, wait. That's not true. This I know I'm selfish. Israel Darren says this, and the ass is the truth. Bullshit prevail. Y'all gotta tell her <laughs> the truth. And right here being selfish, girl. Check that out. That's part of what's wrong with dating. Your ass. And then that's how we all grow. Let her ass off the hook with that nice shit. Case with her oh. nice things. Well, honey. Maybe uh cure her ass. Oh, uh, listen <laughs> with that fucking Erica Badu rep. Uh, uh, you know, he's a good dad, and it may not, he don't make six figures, but he take care of her ass. Uh-uh. He gotta come with that money, honey. That's what he gonna come with. Two children is a hundred thousand preferences. God. Two children a hundred thousand. You two children a hundred thousand. Look, tell your preferences. Cause you oh. all look. All right. Now that we now do, okay, I see I what I was talking right. about. I, I tried to. I tell my preference. I tell I my preference. I to tell y'all. Right. I tell my preference. We can't fool the shit. Now, with that being said, <laughs> my preference is simple. So, you're right about those things that I did have. What I kind of realize is, um, preferences and standards are different. Mm -hmm. And so some of those things were preferences and they were essential, not just like KK. And that's why she can't slide with that bullshit. There's also another person on this podcast who don't have children. Me. Mm -hmm. That's right. My pull-out game is amazing. Don't even have to look back when I'm coming out the driveway. Comes right out. No problem. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> I prefer no children as well. I do. But as she said, most women our age do have children. You know why? Because they've been fucking since 14. So most of them do. Oh, there's a lot of whole shit going on, Casey. Don't be taken aback. I can tell you right now, these hoes been home for a long time. These are modern women with traditional values. 
that pussy, that pussy been going around. They've been selling pussy forty dollars way back in the eighties. Don't don't let that fool you. All right, so, oh, all right. No. <laughs> better my preferences. I don't want no goddamn run through real community pussy. I don't give a damn if she did that back in college or whenever, and she don't gave herself to God or she don't renewed her whatever it is. I don't care that you renew a new. Listen, ain't that worse than an old hoe, but a come to Jesus hoe. Oh, I'm sick of both of them. I don't want no bitch now. I, I, I want to see a dick in the car. I did that in high school. Uh-uh, I ain't doing no fucking in the, in the theater. I did that in high school. I don't want no bitch that don't fuck her life away in high school and college, and now she a goddamn fool. Uh-uh, I ain't doing all that. No, I, I, I don't want that. That's first and foremost. But that's what most men do. They hold themselves out and then they get tired of hoeing and then now they're at this place of readiness to be in a relationship and whoever is the convenient and lucky one to be in the space when they're ready, when the opportunity presents itself, that's who they tend to settle around with. So we talked about double settle down with. So we talked about double standard. That's the double standard. A nigga can hoe and slang dick throughout the community, but if a woman's like that, it's like this stigma that comes along with her. True. Okay, so we got a true, and I was waiting on everybody else to come in. So one, yes, one, one clap. There we go. Give you clap. There we go. Uh, you know, KD, you try to rip this. Go ahead, Kyle. Do you want to do a period pool on top of that too, or are you good? What's a period? Uh, period pool. Which mean? What you say? When she just said, what did you say, Miss Kara? That we don't want men to hold themselves out? And that's no, I'm thing. not. I didn't say that that was necessarily something that you hear a lot of women say, but I'm saying in reference to what you've said, most men, more often than not, say that they do not want a woman that have had a lot of or multiple um, sexual partners. However, that's true. How would they know? I be girls that I went to high school and college with that was slutted out, and all they do is move to a new city or a new state. A dude don't know their sexual past and think they got a saint and, but, and wife. But we also encounter men that have had a um, a sexual past that may right. include a lot of women, and women are, I think, in most part, we don't necessarily highlight it as much as men. We don't That's say, true. Oh, you've been with all these women, you know, uh -huh. it's not like that. We take that. And what I found is that when men, after they finish hoeing themselves out and they are ready to settle down, it's just, it boils down to whoever's been in their life. And most of the time it's with this woman, which I think is glorified and I'm not going to get on there. Oh, you've been with him through all of this stuff and she stuck through me, you know, stuck with me through all this stuff. And it's mm -hmm. like now that he's ready to settle down and then it's like, oh, that's a good woman. It's, it's crap. That's a dumb woman. You know, but I'm, I'm saying in terms of Calhoun, you're saying... Oh, I don't want this woman that's been out there with all of these partners or this air quote ran through woman. That's one of the 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 things or preferences. That's your preference. And you can have that as a preference. So I'm glad you said it was a preference and not a standard. But a lot of men have that preference, and that's not the reality of it. And we right. even if you have that preference, I see how you look in your eye. He about to try to rip us through. You can have that look in your eye, but you will say that. But you want us to be so wholesome, but we got to get you with your whole dick. That ain't right. Fair. 
That's double standard. I can't stand it. So in the last podcast, KK said something about, or was it case that was like men and women are equal? That's what I said. Also, a double no, standard. I said we're not the same. We're not the same. Neither is our value system. Neither what we bring to the table. Neither what we value as a whole. Women value protection and provision. Correct. That's what y'all always yelling. You need to protect and you need to provide. Right? KK been doing it for two podcasts. He needs to come with that money. Right? Yes. Our sister, how many men tell you she need to come with that money? She need to make six figure. She need to not have children. All that. Right? Our value system is wholesomeness. So you can't sit here and try to devalue my system without devaluing yours. So going back to traditional, or where we at in the middle of it, or where we're trying to be, don't sit here and not what I value, because that's what we only ask for y'all to bring to the table. Some put together pussy. That's it. We're not asking for you to come around this motherfucker with a hole with sixty, dollars $70,000 a year. We're not asking for you to come in here and make sure we're all secure and provide for us. We're not asking for that. What we're asking for you is to make sure you ain't fuck my friend, my friend's friends, and my cousin. That's what we ask for you to do. What we ask for you not to do is to have a train ran on you. What we ask for you not to do is be in some fucking orange. Because you and what we value, that's what we value. That's what your worth is. So don't sit here and talk to me about a double standard. I know you're going to get rid of all the double standards. One. Two. We asked about my preferences. And, how and so I give us your preference. You don't want a woman that has uh, these. Hold on. Wait, wait. I'm not, I'm not done. Don't try to stop me now. <laughs> Before we get to that part, let's do this. These new age bitches, bras, females, women, whatever you want to call them, what's one thing they always say? They don't want no what? Community women. KK, you finish it for Community dick. Why the fuck we want some ran through pussy? You don't want I community mean, dick, and you want a nigga to pay, but you mean to tell me I need you ain't got to pay, but you want to come with this ran through experiment, don't fucking eight, something, this and that. crystal clean. But see, at 14, I wasn't fucking. So I can ask for that. At 20, I wasn't fucking. So I can ask for that. I haven't fucked 20 women. You understand? So I can ask for that. So I'm not asking for nothing I'm not bringing to the table myself. So I don't have children, so I can ask for that. The only thing that I'm asking for that I don't have, I'm a fat motherfucker. Nah, you know, two fat motherfuckers in bed, fucking like playing Tetris. Trust me, I tried. I, do I have enough dick? Yes. But is there a lot of skin and everything else in the way? It is. Come on. <laughs> Just be honest. Just That's the preference. <laughs> but what I'm asking for, it's interesting. In this day and age, what's interesting is what we put morality and character. If me saying I want a woman who has been moral and who has some chasteness, most of you bitches say they're Christians. That's in the word. That ain't my word. That's Jesus in them. That ain't me. Jesus said be chaste. 
make all that shit chase your morality. The fact that I say, I don't want a woman who's been ran through, and there's pushback, but that says a lot about our community and a lot about how we're viewing sex. See, this whole slut shame and all that shit, a slut should be shamed. A whore should be wishing. How do you treat a whore like you treat a woman? That's what you should be asking yourself. So how do you treat the whole? for a minute. The, the paupers in the courtyard wasn't treated like the queens in the castle, and that's where the disconnect comes in. You should not be treating whores like you treat women. You so, should not be treating strippers okay. like you treat. Okay, so Casey has a response to that, and then I have some questions as well because we want to make sure we're getting his perspectives. I see oh. your viewpoint. I see your viewpoint. That's your truth. I'm not going to disagree with your truth, but I do have some opinions about it. And as we know, at Moms and Martinis, all opinions matter. Please, please, Casey. Casey, what you what you got to say, Casey? No, I mean, I, I I see his position absolutely, but I think that the difference is between, I guess, your poppers and queen type uh, analogy is people take issue when the value is placed on my on my vagina, essentially. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? So, so they, you equated, you said you don't treat whores the same way you treat women. You don't treat paupers the same way that you treat uh, a queen. Mm-hmm. But the difference there is life stations and a whole bunch of other decisions that led people to where they are in terms of lifestyle. This is just what I choose to do with my vagina. Now that determines my entire value. And I'm not saying me specifically. I don't consider myself mm-hmm. a whore. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> but, well... Of course, I don't think you are. You don't have that vibe. But on the flip side, most whores don't consider themselves whores. But I don't whores don't want to be treated like whores. Okay? Casey, you do not see. I do not see. You have not given off one whore vibe at all, especially with that Dr. Hustle sweater that you got on. Oh, I don't see it She's like this motherfucker. And Whitney from the Disney World. No, I don't see it I don't say it at all. But I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's your pussy. So two things I say to that. Two words. Accountability and responsibility. So when you're around here gallivanting with something that is so precious, and this goes back to our community, we have not instilled. So women are taught that you, you have a work, right? Don't just give away free girl. Don't you just give no man. It's, it's a work. But what you're not taught is the self-respect and what it truly is worth. It's not worth a price. It's priceless. And it's not to be uh, David, uh, you know, giving out willingly, willingly. It's not to be just giving out because you're feeling like it in that moment. You are to value yourself. If you're asking for men to come to the table, especially financially, so like you're saying, it's like you're being viewed by your place. I'm being viewed by my pockets. And then on top of that, being viewed by my pockets, I'm also viewed by my dick. So I don't have no soft story about no pussy. Because that's not you being viewed by. But what you need to also understand is how what is really and truly worth. That's what we need to teach our young girls. They hitting only fan, fan only, and they hitting Snapchat premium, and they hitting strip clubs, and they hitting fucking older men with sugar daddies and all this shit that is being, you know, encouraged. All this shit that's being, you know, normalized. When in actuality, if you have something as precious as you think it is to put a price on it, you shouldn't be giving it out at all. Ms. So Calhoun, with all of that being said, what is your preference? And your standard because this all started by just me my own knowledge but i want our viewers as well as casey and kk to know you know what your 
preference and standards are and if whether or not you're willing to compromise on those? I have a lot of things that I want, but it, it becomes compromised because when you fall in love with someone or someone spectacular and that happens, you for instance, it wasn't that you wasn't my, you know, body type or nothing. I met you, you was, you know, you were who you were. You were nice. Let's not act like that. Oh, I ain't nice now. Well, that's not. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I was. Oh, I was probably. No, 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 no! I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Okay. You're still beautiful. You still but have all the things. You, you, you appealed to me physically before I even met you. So that goes to show you where I thought of you physically. Physically, I thought you were very beautiful. Still are. Now, as far as the children and additions and all that stuff, I didn't know additions was a problem until I started dating you. But the last woman I'm dating now, she's out of town. I ain't even. She don't even live in the same state, so I don't know why I keep crapping out on that shit. <laughs> Getting to know people. What I will say, you need to know these motherfuckers. When you determine certain stuff, just stop. My, my what I need, my requirement, I need you to put forth effort. And unbeknownst to a lot of women, y'all don't know how to put forth effort. I'm not gonna lie to you. Y'all do not know. Y'all know how to put forth effort for what you deem effort, and that's what we need to come in. You deem effort. Y'all don't know how to, I need effort, I need words of affirmation, I need love, kindness, softness, and to be able to nurture compromise. That's what I need. And I also need someone who has a sense of humor and patience, very patient and good with That's what I need. Physically, the only thing I need is for her not to be my size. <laughs> Can't fuck with that bitch. <laughs> I agree. I oh, just, no. big women don't like no. fat niggas either. Listen, I'm not gonna sit here. No, most big women like me, I'm plus size, so I can't. Like, like you said, I. It's hard to maneuver. That shit is Tetris. That shit is putting puzzle a puzzle piece together. And sometimes you gotta force. But this is what I'm saying. That's all physically. As far as dark or light or tall or short, it doesn't matter. It's like Jay Z. Not too tall. Not too short. Not too dark. Not too light. Not too big, not too small. I don't care about it. Some of everything attracts me to women. Yeah, intellect and conversation. I read my goddamn mind. I need her to be smart. Now I don't want to talk about what's happening in entertainment tonight. I don't give a fuck about Justin Bieber or Kanye West or the rest of the motherfuckers. I give a fuck about how the government is trying to fuck us with this corona, how they're trying to gloss over reparations, how we're not Hello. coming to the community date. That's the stuff I want to talk about. And how they crap is in this game. Um, so Kira, in our group, you often ask us like, how do we show um, interest and effort and things of that nature? And I think a lot of the women, we have a hard time answering that question because not traditional the way Kayla is, but we do like to be sought instead of the, the person being the aggressor. So my, he, he got it on mute. But my question um, is for Mr. Calhoun, like what does effort look like on a woman's part to a man? Hmm. When I'm glad you asked that. Hmm. You see, we need more sisters like you, Casey. No shot at you, KK. <laughs> it's a little shot. But shy. we need more sisters like you. I thought it was a little you. bit shy. Because yeah, well, we, bri- we need more to bridge that gap. I was just talking to someone, the young lady I was referring to, and I told her this, and I was very blunt in it. I said, in initial stages, women don't bring a goddamn thing to the table. It's worthless. It's nothing but just been up. Think about it. You think about it for a minute. Think about it. And this is how I get women to realize it. This is why I say bitch so much. Because it's irritating. Because y'all give all kind of shit to everybody else. Think about what you do for your children. Think about what you do for your dog. 
Think about what you do for your homegirl. I think about what you do for the nigga who's showing interest in you. It don't even compare. I don't do shit but show up for him to pay. And you tell me how in any not me. What? What do you do? Answer her okay. question before you go off with KK. Please. <laughs> she better stop making these goddamn faces. Because I ain't in the goddamn mood. Now. And KK on the podcast and just let them talk. Okay. <laughs> they don't offer nothing. You have to show something. So Casey, what are you asking what does effort look like for you? What, how does that translate for you? So we charming. know we're not representing all men, be, but give us what, some idea. To be charming. Uh, what I have, what I kind of find a lot of women are not charming. And you ask most men this. This is from barbershops. This is from football fields, whatever. You're not charming because y'all haven't been, y'all don't have to be and you haven't been So charmed. what is charming? The same way you've been charmed. You understand? Don't a nigga come to you and be like, give me your number. Hey, we're tonight. He don't do that, right? So what do you say? How that, how that would translate for a woman because one of the things that I have promoted within our group, as I mentioned, KC and KK, we're in a larger group. I think we have about 15 women in and our 13 group. Of us, yeah. 13 of us. Yeah. When I tell them to do things is like compliment a man, um, open up the dialogue. If he smells good, ask him about his fragrance. If it's a man that you have a, a, a genuine interest in him and you all have been talking for a while, if you are scheduled for a date, you show up for the date early. If you know his drink, have his drink ready for him, you know, when he come and arrive. So these are the things that I'm saying, and I get a lot of pushback on these. So no, that's exactly what it is. I mean, y'all don't, they don't show anything, so you can't. You can't fault niggas for going out the pussy if you're not giving nothing else. So you, if you don't compliment, well, I mean, think about it. How not when a dude is coming out the gate asking about pussy or trying to get the pussy out the gate. I mean, how do we have a chance to but see, even show thing. you anything? That's another. If, if you already setting the tone, pussy, 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 like. That's another eliminate those off the back. I think the well, aura and the conversation and the things I have, I eliminate those. Now yeah, there are those tips that I look at that just you know that's what I want. That's the standard that's set. But for other guys, the way that I present myself, they're gonna eliminate themselves. Well, yeah. now hold on, because I'll go back to what KK is saying. A lot of times, that's that a lot of niggas come up with that. Even I have, because I want to let you know off off top. One, I'm not here for to be in no fucking friend zone. Two, I'm not here to be no fucking free meal. And three, I'm not here to be you. So a lot of niggas will push sex to let you know, hey man, this ain't just gonna be, you know, I'm here just for this bullshit. And that's again what our culture and what society has done for all of us. They, it's not just wine and dine and all this type of shit. Now it's wine and dine and hit it from behind. I wanna let you know I'm here to fuck. I'm not here just to pay for it because every nigga think the same thing. While we're on this date tonight, you know, while we're on this date right now, tonight you're going to be fucking some other nigga. We don't have to do none of this. This is a waste of money. While so I'm how do we charm a man? All right. So go back to the point. All right. You want some pointers. Ladies, pause right. here. Go get your pen, your paper, or if you're using electronic, switch over to your notes. Add your notes in. So we're going to get tips on how to charm a man so uh charming a man one-on-one all right um, i'm gonna my notepad let us know we got our notepad it goes, it goes back to what you said earlier it's just one is compliments 
You know how rare men receive compliments? Just think the last time you you gave a man a compliment. A stranger. Men do not get a lot of compliments. Good-looking men don't get a lot of compliments. And you know when the compliments they get is, oh, I know you a hoe. Like, compliments are something that we just <laughs> do like it. Be compliment. Women always talk about their women intuition. Why don't you use it for good instead of always using it to catch a dude? Why don't you hmm. find out what he likes? What he does? Mine is cologne. That's why I carry a bunch of cologne. I have a cologne fetish. I'm the best smelling broke nigga you'll ever meet in your life. So cologne is what I like. But some niggas may like electronics. Why not put forth that and give that a little gift? You don't have to be nothing extravagant. You don't have to buy a, a fucking PlayStation. But if you see you got one joystick, why not buy him another joystick or a game? If that's what he does. Why not? If he's in the the watches or whatever he's into, you get a cheap watch. It's just a thought that really counts. When y'all on the date, after a couple of days, have you offered to pay? Why don't you offer it? Nigga might turn it down, he might not. But wait. Let me tell you. Okay, let me ask you something before I just let me stop you. I just have a question and then he can continue with that. I was on a first date with a guy. We met at the bar. He bought all the, we went to two bars actually. We was at the first bar. He bought the drinks, paid the tip, did all that, paid the bill, whatever. We got to the second bar. It was a hookah lounge. So he bought the drinks, he bought the hookah. We were chilling with everything. I, at that point, I offered to tip her. I said, listen, don't tip, I'll tip her. And I asked her for her cash app. I tipped her and then that was it. He tells me later on, he had just moved out here from New York. He was like, you know something? He was like, that was why he said that was mind blowing to me. He said, because no, he's out of all the females out of David here in Atlanta so far, you're the first one that that's offered to pay for anything. He said, I thought all y'all was damsels in distress. And then it's like, it registered to me like, well, damn, should I have even have paid the tip? No, it, it doesn't. Here's the thing. It don't even have to be big gesture. Now, eventually pay for the date. But it don't have to be big gesture. Just a gesture. Because we are getting no gestures at all. It just, I always say, y'all, first one woman always say relationships is give and take, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with men, a lot of time it's take and take. There's no mm-hmm. giving. You just show up, he pays. You go about your business. Something happen. you show up, he pays and all this stuff. So it's, I always say this, and it may sound but I always... Like dating now, and that's why I'm not a big dater. Dating is like a game show, you know. It's like remember the Flavor of Love show. It's like how mm-hmm. many hoops, how many hoops to jump through for an average bitch. That's what dating is. It's an average bitch acting like a celebrity. Compliment me, do this for me, tell me, shower me, give me me, do you know, pay for me. Mm-hmm. But at some point, do something for him and let him know that you are not only are you different. But you care. How else would he know you give a shit? Mm-hmm. So you have to add, it's just like a friendship. There's a white guy that did this in a seminar. When you go out with a friend, do your friend, is your friend always the one who pay for y'all when y'all go out? No. Mm-hmm. That's not how I work with friends, so why would, add, why would you want that with a potential mate? Right. That's no effort. Show effort. And that's what we need. Yeah. I agree. I think Casey's phone died. So if her phone comes back up, I'm sure she'll join back in um, into the conversation. But so what other tips 
um, and advice that you would give to women that are in pursuit of guys. One of the things that I say is to present yourself as available. Um, that's something that I'm learning. <laughs> it's something that I'm learning to do in terms of looking friendly and looking open and how to look and present myself as single. Now, with that, I know that I tend to be busy and on the mission, but what I'm learning to do is slow down and like engage men. So I'm not afraid, like I'll see a man, I don't care if I'm interested in him or not. I just like, oh, you look good, you smell good, those shoes look good, always oh, that a fresh cut. Or if I am out somewhere, you know, I'm not afraid or above the sand. Um, do you come here often or whatever it is? You know, um, and that's something that I learned from you. And I will say it's something that I wasn't necessarily doing before because I had this mentality that I was the prize, which I still think that I am the prize, but I also think that the man is the prize. Like we're, it, it should, it's equal. So as me being the prize, I want to think that the person that's winning the prize is just as deserving. You know what I mean? That they are, they're offering me the same thing. So what, what other tips can you give to women? Um, because we have this list, we have these standards. And personally, I believe that women need to begin to amend some of these things. I'm not saying before y'all uh, get in my comments and start cussing me out, mm -hmm. your list, if you got 50 things on your list, okay, cool. That's what you want. But I want you to look at those and really categorize those things between preference and standards. And then also, I want to challenge you to begin to think, what are you doing to welcome those things in your life? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so what are you doing to really open yourself up to receive those things? So Calhoun has already provided us with some tips. Any other final thoughts or tips that you can give to women out here, Calhoun? You haven't started yet. <clears throat> so you mentioned something when you said, I always felt I was a prize and now men are the prize as well. Someone said this, I don't know who it was. Um, it was like, men and women, because that was the whole thing for the longest, women always say how much they the prize. It's interesting because initially they offer very nothing, they offer very little, if anything. But the person said that, it ain't about women being a prize and about men being a prize. The relationship is a prize. And that's how we should be looking at it. Yeah, everyone going to say this shit like, you might don't know who you fucking with. I'm me. I offer. Who gives a fuck? You ain't the only one. You ain't the only one that's going to offer it. Somebody going to offer more. Somebody always going to look better. Somebody always going to fuck better. Somebody always going to have more. So all that, well, I do. I'm me. I'm, I'm me. The relationship is a prize and what you willing to work for it with. Teamwork. If we all looked at this as far as teamwork and it's all putting something together to for a lasting goal and to build, we'll be better off. But as long as we keep looking at this shit individually, and we are coming into the relationship, and it is just us and our own baggage. But we're looking to this shit to be with someone and to build with someone else. So until we can get everyone to be on that page, it ain't all about you. Because it's not all about you. We won't go no. Yeah, I, I do agree there with you, Mr. Calhoun. I do agree there. And um, that's one of my, I don't want to say it's an area opportunity now. I can say it was an area before. I wasn't, 
I'm not gonna say I wasn't in the long haul, but I wasn't worth I wasn't risking gambling. You know what I mean? And the first time to uh, no, I got up out of there, you know. And I, I've said that on previous episodes, like I cut it off at the knees, like and moved the fuck on. Like I didn't care anything about it. I think I have matured past that space and being more intentional in it. Um, just overall, not just in dating and looking for a mate, but just holistically in all relationships in my life with a personal, with a personal, personal family, intimate, whatever it is, friendship. I, I'm being more intentional about it. So this whole thing was just about our standards and the things that we are asking people to bring to the table. Um, Let me ask you this. Um, I think one of the one thing that we're having a problem with is such a society. Our culture is so destructive. And that's on both men and women culture is so destructive. Do you see how in our society how we've started to Weighing in a homosexual culture and how we're so supportive and how we we've encouraged and how we're you know how great it is. When it comes to men and women, we're still being so divisive. I'm saying even now we don't need men and no. they, even the whole thing with two women being together. Like we're we're really dividing between men and women right now. And I think that plays a part in all of this. You don't think so? I- I, I agree and disagree. I think holistically, that's the story that's been out there. and That's the narrative that's been put out there. However, the core of the people that I meet, that's not true. So the problem that I have with that is that the core of those people, I, I believe that more people should be promo- promoting what's behind the scenes because that's not happening. I agree with I've you. I've had but I- candid conversation with you, candid conversations with Casey, even candid conversation with KK, and I'm not going to put KK out. That's not the truth of the feelings. That's not the truth of what's happening. That's not the truth of our wants. That's not the truth of our desires. So my um, my plight, the thing that I am encouraging is that people get clear about their intentions. People get clear about what it is that they want. But most importantly, people are putting language to that and putting it out there. So with the whole decisiveness, I okay, I see that when it's put out there, but that's not what people really want. And that's not what people really believe. That is the messaging and that's the part that's dangerous. So I think a lot of people spend a lot of time on social media, right? We are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, Twitter. And I don't tell you how many Facebook groups I am or or even just like people that I know in real life feel one type of way um, or I have a different type of relationship with them. The things that they post, particularly black men, is always anti-black woman or, um, you know, black women. It's always anti-black men. So even though they may not feel that way, that's what some that's what we see all the time. So I think it builds a level of distrust when we do start to meet and mingle with each other. So even if it's not true and it's not what our hearts, you know, are, are speaking to, we still operate with it. And it's detrimental. It really is. Because now I'm I'm looking at you like, oh, I saw that post you put up, so you feel this way about women. It may not be true. It may just be stupid Facebook stuff, but, yeah. but now when I'm engaging with you, that's my perception of you. Mm-hmm. 
And, and if you get enough of that, I start to believe that all black men or the majority of black men feel this way about me. And they might believe that the majority of black women feel a certain way about them. So even though it's not true, the messaging is dangerous and we all play a part in it. Yeah, I agree with that. I know I don't put that message out there. Hold on, hold on. But to add on to what she's saying, because she articulated my point much better than I did. This is exactly what I'm saying. And regardless of how you feel about it or how we operate, because all of us here operate in that in that room in that space that you mentioned, it is impactful. And regardless, it seeps through. It's just like a song on the radio. You can hate a song all you hate that motherfucker song. You can hate her to be like a motherfucker. But if you keep playing at your job, guess what song you're gonna know the lyrics to? So regardless of how you feel about it, if it keeps being put into your head, and if it keeps being loving hip hop, if it keeps being you know, the real housewife, if it keeps being Facebook and Twitter, if it keeps being, you know, in the music, eventually it's going to have some level of impact. Yeah, I, I agree somewhat. And, and you all feel free to take me off of my horse. <laughs> I don't, I don't conform that way. I don't think that I'm putting anything out there like that. Um, I'm not anti-black men, anti-women or anything like that. I really don't believe it. And the, the fighting point for me is because I have experienced so much loss, hurt, anger, shame, all these things. I'm in a fight to not become an angry, bitter black woman. I just refuse. I refuse. And it's not just lip service. It's just in my attitudes, my thoughts, the way I'm engaging people. Like I refuse. I'm just fighting desperately not to become that. So if you all, if I've put that out there, and I think that all of you all, and Calhoun, you know me more than most, and even with Casey and KK, when we meet with me meeting you, and even the people listening, if I put out something different, then call me to the carpet. And Casey knows, Casey doesn't see me in action. You know, I ain't afraid to call nobody in to the carpet. So call me to the carpet. But I don't think I put that out there. And I think that it, it does take um, each individual, but a collective as a whole for that. But I don't think I'm doing that. I so don't no give everybody a fair chance. So, I really don't. I, mean, I want it. I want love. I believe in black man. I believe in love. I believe in friendship. I believe in solidarity. I believe in wholeness. I believe in love. Like, regardless. And I'm not putting that out there. I don't think that you do specifically. So when I said that we all play a part in it, I was talking about us as a whole. Yeah. You know that I am very... Uh, pro-black I don't put anything negative about black anybody anywhere I mean even if I do feel that way you know if I feel a, a certain type of way inside I'm not putting that in the public to view mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so, like that's not what I'm doing but I think that what would be interesting though is if you could find younger people because I think that we're all kind of around the same age mm -hmm. but I'm certain from my interactions with people who are in their 20s and late teens they have a very different view of men and women than we do. And I think that they are more so the victims of the messaging that's been put forth. Um, yeah. we, we still got some sense. But right. the generation underneath us? Uh, so, even the generation, the generation underneath and, and even ours. So going back to what you were saying. He got muted. You muted yourself. 
<laughs> so this isn't about me, you, Casey, or KK. We're talking mm -hmm. about community. We're right. talking about what the norm has become. Mm -hmm. So it's not about what you do or how you've been able to abstain from or how you've been able to shield yourself from. As a whole, as a community, this is what's going on. You know it because when you get in groups, this is the conversation we're still having. Talking that we're having a conversation we had 20 years ago. The mm -hmm. conversation we had at 20 about men and women and dating, we're still having. You understand? So there's there's a there's a problem here that's going on. Now I won't sit here and say I've been as responsible as you all. I have patented the term nigga bitch. And I'm waiting on the papers to come back. Yeah. Okay, so sure we am. talked about this in the episode, I mean, Calhoun. Please provide your, your definition. Oh, well, wait, wait. Of what let me nigga bitch is. I got, listen here, I'm in Facebook jail right now for going off on some bitches. I don't give a goddamn. Have I, will I, won't I, don't I? Hell yeah. You got them. You got so them. Tell, tell us your definition oh. of a nigga bitch and the evolution of a of a, uh, a woman. Of a bitch. I just say, that is the absolute worst word I have ever heard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, look, it's been seven years for me. I am accustomed to the nigga bitch. And when he go on the nigga bitch rampage, I just be quiet and I look at them. I try to tell them, like I eyeballed you in cold that he was about to go there and you did not pick up on my signal. So I mean, I think I it's great that y'all. I can't stop it. There he go. go I think it's been great that y'all been more responsible than that. I will. I'm 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 sick of it. Tired of the shit. I don't have. Okay, so tell anything. us what a nigga bitch is, and then oh, that'll be cool. That'll be long. The evolution of a, a woman. bitch. That'll be long. We have a podcast on this or there, and it goes the evolution of a bitch. It's simple. Uh, I'll I'll make a quick synopsis. I won't get into nigga bitch. And I will link the podcast in the episode notes so that people can go and listen to that podcast. The evolution of a, the evolution of a bitch is simpler than going to the term nigga bitch. But the evolution of a bitch is simple. Uh, a young woman is about 10, 12, 13, and she uh, finds coming to her own and starts learning about herself and learning about her sexuality. In between 13 and 16, she learns about her sexuality, can do things and get things for her. And uses like little things in school and things of that nature. And she don't really know how great, you know, what, what she really had. 16, 18 after school and all that type of stuff. She started finding out. That's when you see girls dating higher, right? They don't want a boy in 10th grade with them. They want a, a boy in college. They don't mm -hmm. want a boy, boy their friend. A lot of times they'll make some of these niggas their friend. Their friends yeah. on the good guy, right? Mm -hmm. While sat chasing. And chasing athletes, or chasing motherfuckers with money, or chasing the bad boy dope dealers. Mm -hmm. 18 to 22, her prime year, especially in college, well, she's gonna be experimenting, she's gonna be licking pussy, she's gonna be doing this and other. Meanwhile, there's still a good guy here who wanna drink her fucking bath for her, want nothing but her, the guy next door, if you will. But she sees mm -hmm. she can be better than him because, as usual, she's always going higher. So when she's in college, she don't want another college kid. She don't want the guy who's a freshman widow and sophomore. She wants the motherfucker who's already graduated, who already has his own business. Or she wants the ball player, or she wants the rapper, or she wants some of that type of shit, right? High side. At the 22, between 22, between 25, 26, she's noticing something if she hasn't had any kids, right? Now, by this time, she done ran into the niggas she been sat chasing. She done ran into the dope niggas. She done ran into the nigga with some cash and the pretty boys and the tall nigga with good dick and all that shit. She done ran into this nigga don't love, don't leave her, who dragging her, who don't give a fuck about her. 
Meanwhile, still that guy who's always had a crush on her, right? But she, he's still not good enough. But she don't got some city miles on her from all this set chasing and clubbing and all this kind of other shit. 25 to 30, you're starting to realize, wait a minute, it's getting a little older. I might need to hone in, right? I might need to look for a guy. Now, I'm still too good. I'm still got it. I'm still going to club. Maybe not clubs. I'm going to lounges. I'm going to hookah bars. I'm going to bars instead of clubs. But she's still around here sack chasing because he need to have, you know, better. Women supposed to marry up. 30 to 35. But now we're in a whole different bracket. Now here she is, maybe have a kid or two. You know, I'm been drug or two. Few life experiences. And now she's looking for a nice, decent guy. But not too good. Not too much. She ain't about to suffer too much. She ain't about to do no settling. Because she still got a little bit of it. Now she don't know what she did when she was 20. But she still got a little something on now. You understand? Now she 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 got some experiences going, but she still know her work. 35 to 40. Well, now the clock is ticking. Right? Now we need to start now it start being, I want a good man. Now I start being, well, I need to see what I need to do. Maybe I need to change this up. Maybe I need to change that up. I want, I know what I need, but you know, maybe I know what I want, but maybe I get a little bit what I need. You know what I mean? After 40, the bitch is already used up and who is she good to? Now, let me show you how the men go that she wanted. From 18 to 25, he needs to be 6'5". He needs to make six figures. He needs to have a six-pack. He needs to have a nine-inch thick. He needs to have long hair. He needs to have light eyes. He needs to be able to fucking have the intellect and articulate like Obama, have the body of a Greek goddess. He needs to have all these different things. From 25 to 30, he needs to be 6'3". You know, the dick can be eight inches. As long as he clean cut, as long as he know what he's doing, right? And as long as he got everything in order, he needs to be making around at least 80,000. Between 30 and 35, as long as the nigga six feet. If he's six feet, that's fine because she don't want no short nigga. So if he's six feet, as long as the dick is good, don't matter because he can always use his mouth, right? <laughs> don't matter if he's going to ball, as long as he got some hell, and as long as he you know, he may have a dad by, but that's fine. She went from no children, as long as he got a, a child, that's fine with her. 35 and over, 35 to 40, as long as he at least taller than me. Right? As long as he's taller than me, as long as the nigga working. Right? Don't matter how much you make, if the nigga work, I'm fine. If the nigga taller than me, that's good. But it ain't even about sex at this point. I just want a good guy. All women should have a good guy. Over 40, Long as the nigga come home. <laughs> Ooh, not as long as he come home. Long as the nigga come home and don't beat me, I don't give a shit. I just want, I just want some companionship. That's how you had an evolution of a bitch. So thank you, Calhoun, on your rendition of the evolution of a bitch. So you all have it. Um, he should write it as a book. Uh, heard here first. Well, not heard here first. It's on digital, Darren. We're gonna leak all. Leak all could have been avoided. All could have been avoided with that good guy in high school, the nice guy in college, your best friend in undergrad, that beautiful man who still wants me. Everything. All but they were attractive. I would have been playing myself straight up. There you go. See that? See? But when we say that. There's something to come with it. It has a level of attraction. That goes back to your point earlier about what are your deal breakers and your preferences. 
Just mm-hmm. sometimes we have to look beyond because you'll start seeing each other, you'll start seeing people with your third eye. Now, I'm not sitting here and saying go get that boogaloo elephant man that's in the goddamn that can only come out at night. That's not what I'm saying. But he may not be your preference, but he ain't bad. Look at most niggas look average any goddamn way. <laughs> niggas ain't no what how many niggas you see that's gorgeous compared to how many niggas you see that ugly compared to everybody who's in the middle. I say looks are just like cars. When last time you seen a Bugatti or a Lamborghini? Oh, it's a rare, ain't it? No, not mm-hmm. rare. But we get your point. Mm-hmm. Those are rare. And but when and when the last time you seen a 1975 Pinto on the road? Mm-hmm. Last time you seen a beat up ass hoopy. But as far as a Honda, Ford, you seen those, ain't you? You seen uh-huh. a, a Dodge? Everybody don't seen a Charger, a Challenger. You don't seen that. When you get a little up, you might see a Mercedes Benz. You see a Benz, a Beamer, right? A Tesla. See, that's, there go your seven and your eight. On that note, I do, I'm not going to put it out there, but I got one of those vehicles, and I think that I'm one of those. Nobody, nobody ask about that. But that's <laughs> when we're talking about double standards, you're talking to us about, I think most women are open to guys who are just regular looking. I think it's men who have the time getting past the physical. Well, I, time, this is what I was last time you seen on, the ugly haven't you seen an ugly bitch pushing a stroller? No, 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 no. I'm not going to say that, Calhoun, and we're going to, um, I'll pin this for another episode. Um, in my opinion, myself, Casey, and KK are women. The problem that we face is that we are no competition to a woman with a flat stomach. Because all three of us are on the fluffier side. And I think that most men choose women of a certain physique and we're uh-huh. over and that can be look i'm going to bring that on as a totally different episode but i do think that we are looked over because definitely want to talk about that and i know for well, sure, let me ask you something I know a- for sure that i'm being passed over and i know for sure i'm a damn good one like well i'm looked at as a fetish i'm not looked over but it's i don't know if it's a fetish but it's definitely because i get looked at by dudes and then dudes in the industry and i don't know if it's a fetish or what the hell it is but that's definitely a conversation for you know we definitely gotta talk about that we can bring that on for another episode and that's the basis of the group that we're in i will put it out there it is a plus size travel group um but i'm not gonna say well well, i go there (laughs) i I know what you mean by that (laughs) nobody give a fuck y'all talking all this shit hold on Y'all talking this shit like y'all talking to a fat nigga. Like I ain't passed over as well. If you fat, no. you fat. That's your. I don't know what y'all talking no, about. No, fat dude, fat dude. Now hold on. You cannot, you cannot tell me my struggle as well. That's true. Okay? Can't tell me my struggle. I'm a fat nigga under six feet. I don't want to hear it. Cause women <laughs> height shame like uh, a motherfucker. So I don't want to hear it. If you got, if you got money and a good personality and you funny, y'all. You see that? You see, you see what she said? You know what? I just posted that last night because I was in a chat. I said, a guy can be a seven. If you love him, he's an eight. If he's funny, he's a nine. Mm -hmm. If he got money, he a ten. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only worth my my finances. (laughs) 
So it's interesting that my finances made that. So you can't complain to me no, about having no, I'm just if saying y'all can sit here and talk about my about finances added to my added to my view. We talked about this. We talked about this in terms she of said that the finances put you at 10. She said the personality and whether or not you had a good sense of humor put you at nine. So if you was broke, you'd still been a nine. Biggie said it. Biggie said it best. Black and ugly as ever. However. I stay coochie down through something. As long as you have money, everybody know this. I seen a motherfucker and Chop Baby once had the baddest bitch. I said to myself, look at Ben doing it up. How you get that? Then I seen the car he was in. Oh, I see. Money is the bridge. So don't sit here and tell me about no. what was me because we plus size when what was me if my money ain't plus size. It doesn't matter how I look at my money, right? I can tell you that. Oh, oh, we all know that. Well, I would I was saying that as holistically, and Casey's going to weigh in, but I know for me personally, whether it's with you or any other relationship, I've never been after... Well, I'm not going to say Not about you. I'm not going to say never, but now, 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 I'm not after... Now, I am not... I don't care about your money. Your money is your money, and I don't care about your finances until we get a to a point that we're talking about being in a long-term relationship where finances become a concern as yeah. in we're combining house households or we're talking about marriage other than that i don't talk about it one of my pet peeves in dating if i'm just meeting you i don't like you to ask about my job i don't like you to ask me what type of car I drive i don't like you to ask me if i'm a homeowner and i don't like you to, like any of those like material all questions that women ask so I, all I'm, of I'm those things you. are turn offs for me all like, things that women ask i'm telling you right now we all that's we all a turn this. off uh, we all know this the equivalent of a fat ass and some nice shit in a flat stomach for a man is deep pockets now we can sit here, we can play court. I don't you. care about you. They can't saying it the whole both podcasts about this money. You need to be six figures. So I let's don't cut care shit. about the pockets. I don't care oh, about your pockets. If okay. and we get to that point, if I'm looking at conjoining life life with you, then we can talk about it. Now, uh, as I mentioned, there is a certain level of lifestyle in terms of experiences. So for me being a homeowner, for me being a worldly traveler, for me and some of the things that I'm doing, I just want a level of relatability. And I may not get that with somebody. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm not pigeonholing that to a certain like a price or whatever. I just want a level of relatability. Okay. Now, if we're talking about combining house, household, what I would say is if your ship go down financially, I'll be able to pick up the pieces. I want to know if my ship go down, can you pick up my pieces? So right. again, hold on. Because this is what we, this usually happens when we're talking with women. Not about you. Not you in particular. Not your viewpoint in particular. Okay. We're not saying how Miss Kira thinks. That's true. We're talking in general. So we're speaking generally. Y'all just said y'all get passed over because you're fluffy. No, right? would anybody say that? I didn't no, say that. Not at I didn't say that. KK and Casey didn't say it. KK and Casey didn't say it. Hold on, wait. KK said she's a fetish. You said you get passed over. I said I'm a fetish. I said sometimes. She says she's I'm a fit. Like, I'm like I'm like the exception to the rule. I, I the so most there is a I rule mean, about there is a rule about big girls. That's what it's that's a what rule. Say. But I feel like I'm the exception because I meet okay. plenty of men that tell me so, I'm so either most, the first 
plus size chick they ever they ever felt they ever you know try felt fine. Them niggas lying. They chubby chasing. So listen, this is all I'm saying. Y'all said <laughs> y'all said that there's something about it. That's all I'm saying. What I'm telling you is that money bridge the gap for men. So the same way that y'all around here complaining about fat asses, big tits, and flat stomachs, because they do make a difference. The same thing that go for men in their pockets. It's the same thing. I, so it goes I back just, to the I just wanted to clarify. I don't feel like I'm being passed over. I'm I'm big, but I'm pretty as fuck. So like that's not an issue for me. Okay. Yeah, I just not, to not everybody that shit, there, no. the, the people can't see us. I just okay, no, that. I'm gonna make sure that I get big. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna put y'all pictures out there so they know. And I feel as though I'm a uh, a beautiful woman as well. But I think holistically, bigger women, we do get passed over. Even well, though we have, I still get men that hit on me, I still get interest. I'm not in lack of um, men that are approaching me sexually or anything like that. But I'm just thinking, holistically, no. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm going to stand on that. We're in a we're in a certain category. Granted, we are. We are. We talk about if you ask somebody the standard of beauty, which we can break that down, but when you ask for somebody the standard of beauty, let me put in, in caveat, black women, BBWs is not what they're describing. I would mm-hmm. agree with that. I just, I hate when people paint the narrative that, I guess it, I was triggered when he said, I was like, woe is me, I'm a big girl. Ain't nobody said that. <laughs> like that's my point but i mean I, absolutely there are difficulties or whatever that big women face when when dating because i would I say mean, between i think i'm i think i'm cute i think casey's cute i think kk is cute and i think like i'm cute too come on with I, my too and give me my too we talking about too. the women right now calhoun well, we need to talk about I me too i'm fake that. too i'm on here too i'm harder than big calhoun is handsome calhoun is handsome um, but I say when you combine that, and I would say for me personally, with my personality and sense of humor, and I think I'm really down to earth, open-minded, mm-hmm. so, and I can talk about anything, I, I'm a, put me in the competition with any bitch with a flat stomach. Right. Well, um, this, this is what I say, right? Before everybody get on that ego trip, everybody ego. It ain't no ego money. trip, it's true. I'm not saying this Y'all have yeah. something that every nigga want. That's pussy. That being said, okay? Nobody saying y'all lacking anything. All I'm saying is there are differences when it comes to that. Right? Yeah. You're talking to a big guy as well. Same thing with big guys. That's what I'm telling you. Same with big guys. We have our same things. So just like y'all get looked over and passed over in some circles, not all, so do we. That's all I'm okay. saying. Yeah. Okay. So we're definitely, okay, so these two podcasts, has, I mean, we can t- go down so many different topics that have come up in this. Yes. And I hope that the listeners have enjoyed this. I've definitely enjoyed this. For some of my mom and martini listeners that have been tuning in for day one, oh yeah, we have up the Annie. <laughs> Hello. Hello. What y'all do? Say we, we might be big. I know I'm good. Let them let. Damn, I, my stomach ain't the only thing big on me. 
Oh, so I think I have. Um, I, I tend to be a more conservative approach to some of these things. However, with my special guest and host, we are able to really see all sides of situations and individuals. So let's just do a round robin. I, I hope to have you all on in the future. We've already discussed some possible collaborations. Um, and I'm sure people are wanting to there are going to want to hear more. But I'm just gonna do a round robin for your final thoughts on our last two episodes talking about relationships, setting the table, um, our baggage, unpacking that baggage, what we bring to the table, and our expectations of uh the people that we are inviting to our tables. So I'm gonna start with you, KK. What's your final words, comments, thoughts, burning testimonies? I just feel like this, I mean, both episodes have been very uh, interesting, enlightening. I mean, I've, I've got, I've gained a lot of a new perspective on some things as far as for myself. So um, I really, I've took some things from this. Hopefully the listeners will take some things from, I'm pretty sure some listeners out there who agree with me, my <laughs> viewpoints on some things as well as others. So, you know, for those listeners, there's a lot so lot of I'm drunk. I'm trying to say so that that bullshit go. can roll off your tongue. <laughs> that bullshit get caught up in your throat. They <laughs> <laughs> got nothing to do with drinking. The so, Lord won't let you be right. great. That's where I'm at. We're here and you know, I mean all we can do, we can only grow every day. Every day we grow, we mature, we learn more. And I mean that's just what this is all about. That's what this world is all about. We just gotta keep growing and maturing and learning. And if someone wanted to stay in contact with you, what's the best way to stay in contact with you? So I am on Instagram. Hit me up at I am KK. That's K-A-Y-K-A-Y-A-T-L. I am at I am K-K-A-T-L. All right. Good deal. Passing now over to Casey. Give us your final thoughts, comments, concerns, burning testimonies. Oh, no, I think that this was been a very um, enlightening conversation. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, and anything, I guess, conversations like this need to continue. Anything that can bring men, men and women together on the same page, particularly Black men and women, is also a good thing. Good. And if the people want to find you, where can they find you? Uh, my Instagram is at O, that's Casey, that's O-H-T-H-A-T-S-K-A-C-I. There you go. And Calhoun. Right, I have to agree with the sisters. It was great and enlightening. Uh, it's always great to come around and be around when you've been around so much toxic and so much negative. When it comes with the community, we have these kind of discussions. This is a help. Hopefully, everyone gets something out of it. I know I did. Uh, and just going forward and building those communities. We have four single people to a degree on this podcast, and they should not be single at this point. We should be enjoying and building and living life and loving each other better. And I hope that's the goal. And I hope that's what it is. I hope we are learning to love each other better. I hope we're stepping up as men and as women. I hope that we're nurturing and caring for each other. And I hope that we're giving each other what we need. Also learning to love each other the way that we need to be loved, not the way that we know how to give love. And that's a huge mm-hmm. thing. So and I appreciate you doing And where can we find you at? Is it a Darren podcast? That's where we're at, and we're welcoming anyone to come on and join us. You can get at me for the title. 
uh, on Twitter, Digital Darren Podcast as well. I'm on there, Mr. Calhoun. If you're into the lifestyle, my fetish Twitter is Spanko Hoon. That's what it is. Spanko <laughs> on Twitter. I'm in the Impact Play, ladies. That's what I'm into. So remember, fetish Twitter, Spanko Hoon. Uh, regular is uh, Mr. Calhoun and Digital Darren Podcast. So glad you brought that up because that will be a future episode called Moms Need Love Too. Um, and we're going to talk about those things. I think there's definitely something to bring to the table. So thank you all, Mr. Cajun, Casey, KK. I really, really do appreciate it. I had so much fun. Thank you. So I did much. too. This was so good. So thank you so much. Thank you for being open, honest, transparent, and willing to even give your Saturdays to this as we record. But of course, for those of you listening, you're going to hear this on Monday, Martini Monday. No, actually, this episode I'm going to do as a bonus. So you're going to get right. it on Wednesday. So Wednesday, hashtag Woman Crush Wednesday, so I can highlight my ladies. And Mr. Calhoun and I have an episode. So we're going to highlight in Digital Darren. Hopefully you've already listened to the episode, which is Monday. Um, so hopefully you listen to it. If not, stop what you're doing. Go back and listen to that episode. So thank you all so very much. Um, I've enjoyed my time. We gotta do this more often. This was good. Oh, we are definitely. <laughs> <laughs> not the last year. Quarantine. 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 Yes. So I'm going to definitely capture your thoughts and opinions while I have you on lockdown, and hopefully. Well do it afterwards as well so thank you once again and thank you for coming on mom to martini All right, thanks, thanks for having me thank you. Bye, y'all. all right bye, bye. Ooh, oh, what a conversation. That was so much fun. And I'm sure you all have a lot to say, and we would love to hear from you. Keep in contact with my guest on Instagram. You can find KK at I am KKATL. Follow Casey at Oh, that's Casey and Mr. Calhoun over at Digital Darren Podcast. And if you want to keep in contact with me, you can find me on Instagram at Moms and Martinis Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, okay, bye y'all.